Welcome to True Nature Radio. I'm Lori Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. The topic for today is a continuation of an exploration of the Chinese organ systems or networks. And we're up now to the bladder. So we've been discussing that these aren't just physical organs in the body. They're also functions that are represented not only in the body, but in the environment. And in particular, you can see the essence of what is represented by the bladder by what's happening at the time of the year represented by it. So, Heiner, tell us about that. Yeah, it's very important to point out, and we've done quite a bit of preparatory work to introduce that system, is that when the Chinese say the bladder, it's basically an archetype, uh, a certain function that involves endocrine function, immune function, uh, etc. And so if we want to understand the archetype that the Chinese call the bladder in the body, uh, we first and foremost want to go to the seventh lunar months of the year, which is approximately September 5th to October 5th. And uh, we, the preceding story that we had was that of the small intestine. And the small intestine had, as a main topic, the extraction of light and the seeing and recognition of the inner light. So this topic now gets continued with what the Chinese call the bladder. The bladder in Chinese medicine, just like the small intestine, is called a Taiyang organ, which means a sunlight organ or just a light organ. Even the very term pangguang for bladder itself means the dual light meridian or the meridian that moves light up from the below to the above in a dual stream because the uh, acupuncture practitioners and maybe even patients know that the bladder channel is the only channel that runs uh, down not just in a single line on one side but in a double light line. And so the, the dual light meridian uh, that moves upwards, that is sort of an appropriate uh, description of what this meridian is doing. Yeah, give our listeners a sense of exactly where this channel is on the body. The bladder channel, uh, and this is of course the channel networks, are the places where the function uh, of this network is expressing itself uh, in the best way. Is interesting because it is the longest of the meridians. It has 67 points and it starts on the inner canthus of the eye, on the inner corner of the eye, goes over the forehead, runs over the head, down the neck, and then starts splits off into four different streams, two on the left of the spine, two on the right of the spine, and then goes down the back of the legs and ends up in the uh, small toe. So it's really interesting because if you think about the placement of that channel, Human beings have a, a unique relationship between the ground and the sky relative to this channel, right? I mean, thinking about it going from the eyes up over the head all the way down the spine, human beings are the only animal that are standing upright where that channel is really um, upright. It's vertical between what in Chinese medicine we call heaven and earth. 
Absolutely. The bladder channel is a is an elusive channel, and we usually think of it, and the bladder is there for urination, um, but it is really, as an archetype, it is extremely important function of what makes us human is the bladder function. And there are two characteristics of humanity in comparison to the living world of rocks and plants and animals. And that is that humans, number one, have consciousness. And that is expressed in Chinese medicine with the term Shen, spirit, consciousness, ability to have amazing insights into the nature of the world and ourself. And uh, secondly, that we are expressing this light of consciousness physically in that we are walking erect with our heads closer to the heavens so that we are in a tension field, so to speak, between heaven and earth. We, our body is earthly. We walking on the earth. We eating earthly food. We need earthly water to sustain ourselves. But our evolutionary goal is to become, is to surpass just being animal and eating and reproducing, etc. But is to ask questions like, who are we? Why are we here? And uh, that is from a symbolic Chinese perspective is. Uh, consciousness is, and light in general is something that resides in the heavens. So we are uh, animals with a heavenly purpose. And quite literally, it is the bladder channel that is grabbing our animal body by the inner corner of the eye and is erecting us, is, is lifting us up onto our two feet. It is literally that channel uh, if there was a rope that holds us in place and holds our head high in the heavens. I, I grew up in Germany and one of the uh, more unfortunate childhood experience I had there is that when you were sitting in some formal setting with your grandparents and your parents and your aunts and uncles with a bow tie on on a Sunday festivity it was always you got buffed in the ribs from the left and the right, telling you, sit up straight, sit up straight. Basically, the topic is here, be a real human being. Don't just be an animal. Uh, because quite from a mechanical perspective, the electricity uh, cannot rise into the head if, you, if your spine is not straight. The spine, governed by the bladder channel, is uh, the number one piece of hardware that we need for the function of inner illumination or enlightenment as the ancient esoteric sciences were calling it. What you're saying is very reminiscent of, of what they would say in Hindu sciences, right, about or yoga, talking about the kundalini rising on either side of the spine. Is there a direct relationship between that explanation and the rising of the chi in the channels along the spine? I would say absolutely yes. That's a direct parallelism between this Indian theory of kundalini or uh, raw animal, or you could also say sexual energy rising from the lower centers in up the spine into the head where it gets transformed into uh, pure consciousness. Um, the 
archetype actually of the so-called lower dantian, the lower sexual regions of the body, are expressed in Chinese myth mythology as a place in northern China that is called Mount Kunlun. There's even a point on the bladder channel, uh, bladder 60, that is called Kunlun. So there we have sort of a direct relationship there. And Mount Kunlun is a mythological ladder to the sky where it is like a high tower that um, is rooted in the earthly northern regions uh, of the globe, but then reaches into the lofty heavenly realms and uh, lots of mystical creatures are uh, associated with the summit of Mount Kunlun. And lots of the emperors to kind of commune with the heavenly emperors had, according to legend at least, ascended the summit of Mount Kunlun to commune uh, with the spirit of their ancestors there. So it's really clear the bladder has a lot to do with transformation, enlightenment. Can you help us to draw a relationship? Because certainly the organ, the physical organ of the bladder, is not separate from it. So how do we make that connection between the physical organ of the bladder that we associate with urination and this function of enlightenment and transformation? This is an extremely interesting question that I myself pondered for about 20 years until I had sort of a semblance of clarity about that. This is why I love the field of Chinese medicine, because so many simple uh, questions are still pioneering, require pioneering work to fully understand them. And the bladder, I found, was one of the most interesting uh, areas of exploration there. Um, because of this seeming discrepancy between the bladder as an organ that governs uh, waste recycling or uh, the excretion of waste, uh, when uh, you look at the, the, the ancient record as a really a, a tantric meridian, a, a cultivational uh, meridian that takes the raw essence of your animal electricity and guides it up the spine and transforms it into electricity in the brain that enables us to see the world more clearly. Uh, and so it is a passageway from the lower realms of reality into the higher angelic realm, so to speak, um, where we can see with the eyes of the gods, so to speak. What is the nature of reality? Who are we? Uh, freed sort of from the burden of the body. And um, I'm using the term angelic here on purpose because the stellar constellations that are governing governing the seventh months of the year are the wings and the spine of the red phoenix. And um, the phoenix itself is, of course, a symbol of spirit. All birds are, even to the Egyptians. Um, but the wings that if he had wings, they would actually attach close to the shoulder blades. Um, they would be attached in a spot uh, that's called Gaohuang, um, which is a, one of the most important bladder points. So it is quite literally the bladder channel that enables us to fly. In the, the, the metaphor of flying, which was a, a, a quality attributed to most of the so-called uh, immortals, uh, is really an immortal is not somebody who never dies, but is somebody who is able to 
make their consciousness soar completely unfettered by the restrictions of the physical body by guiding by opening up their spine completely and by transforming uh, their animal electricity into pure consciousness and so what's the how do we tie in is there a way to tie in urination to that or some other function of the bladder to this process of the the energy or chi rising along the spine yes thank me thank you for bringing us back to that original question there the that was an example of the bladder function you see in heiner it's really strong he's like he's got that he immediately will take the light and go to heaven <laughs> and i'm bringing him back down to the bladder yes uh, the way how the chinese look at urination is actually that the urine is not looked upon as a type of waste, but as a stream of prenatal energy that potentially contains uh, hormonal substances. And that's maybe why in Ayurvedic medicine, urine therapy is not just a homeopathic ingestion of your own toxins that then stimulates your body to uh, excrete more of these toxins, but quite possibly is a re-imbibing uh, of certain hormones that are possibly uh, in, in, in the urine stream. I know, like, for instance, that uh, many skin creams uh, extract hormonal substances that are natural from cow's urine, for mm -hmm. instance. Yeah, urea, and, yeah. And it is interesting that the bladder as a Taiyang meridian uh, is not only the, the light meridian, but governs the surface, governs immunity, but also governs the beauty and the everlasting youth of the skin. And that is very much associated with, uh, uh, particularly in females, with certain hormonal substances. And those hormonal substances, uh, often secreted by the ovaries, and those are very much related to the bladder in Chinese medicine. Because in the seventh months of the year, the shape of the natural world is completely defined. The light in nature is more crisp, even though the light is now waning, both in the time of September as well as in the corresponding time of the day, which is three to five o'clock in the afternoon, so we're getting closer to sunset, but there is a luminousness, there's a maturity of the light, and the lines are as crisply defined in nature as you will ever find it. So what, so the outer growth is not happening anymore, but all of the energy of the plant is now directed toward pushing the energy into the seed, preparing for the next generation. And the seed is in the fruit, which is the head of the plant. And so this, the parallel movement in the body is the, particularly at a state of life, you know, when we are more teenagers, the stomach and the large intestine, those kind of organs uh, that push our body to grow and individuate and be somebody in the world, uh, are more emphasized, whereas later on in life, uh, at least in the ancient esoteric tradition, there is an expectation that now you are working on your inner maturity. And the, um, the, the, the bladder is the main organ that is responsible for that. So 
the main function of the bladder is this transformation of seed essence, including sexual electricity, and guiding it up the spine into your head, which as a side effect also makes you see more clearly. The point bladder one is called jingming, which means clear eyes. Um, and if you needle that point, it really brings about a clarity which is not so much a clarity of you can see the objects in more of their three-dimensionality, but you're able to see the light behind living things more. And the act of urination then is more of a side effect of this upward movement of climbing the heavenly ladder that there is a kind of warmth that gets generated in this process that the Chinese call Jing Qi Shen transformation. Uh, Jing is sort of seed essence, Shen is the light of consciousness, and the bladder is in charge of steaming up that seed essence. And that steam then produces two physiological uh, phenomena. One of them is urination. It is like uh, when the panguanghua qi, the Chinese say, when the bladder fu organ is transforming the qi, then there's enough steam there to push out um, the, 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 the waste part of the urine, ideally with all of the hormonal essence retained in the body and uh, no essence loss there. So sometimes when people have turbid urine, which includes protein in the urine, et cetera, the Chinese would say you're actually leaking essence to the outside. Your bladder is not doing its job. The, the bladder is classified as a water organ along with a kidney, and water means winter. Winter means storage. So you're supposed to hold on to your battery power and circulate that energy internally. And secondly, uh, it, it, the bladder is in charge of boundaries and immunity. And uh, if that energy is steaming up the spine and the entire back, it reinforces your surface heat circulation, as the Chinese call that. It's almost like your border patrols. It's like a sunlight is circulating in the body surface and as a result of it warts off external pathogens. So it's very common in both men and women as as we age to start having problems with urination. Men with in a western diagnosis of benign prostatic hypertrophy or women who just many women as they age end up having difficulty with leaking urination with sneezing or you know just some level of incontinence and that's related to what you're saying isn't it? Precisely. The, the organs, to make it more concrete, that are, or the symptoms that people will experience when bladder energy is waning, usually later in life, in the fall of their life, so to speak, but sometimes also earlier in life, is that the spine becomes more stiff and becomes more crooked, number one. B, uh, there's urinary problems, uh, with women especially, because you have that shorter uh, urethra and also more common urinary tract infections as the immunity uh, inside of that tract is compromised. And in men, of course, everything that has to do with the prostate. The Chinese say, and uh, this is a nice tidbit of information for the acupuncture specialist here, is really an esoteric reference that I found in ancient text 
that says the bladder is the official that is in charge of the perineum and the prostate sits right on top of uh, the perineum. So all prostate disorders from prostate cancer to um, uh, prostatitis, etc., and uh, benign hypertrophy of the prostate really belong to the to the to the uh, bladder organ and any kind of dribbling urination. But then also, of course, premature ejaculation, lack of li- libido, um, vaginal uh, atrophy in menopause, and lowered immunity and um, loss of vision and uh, wrinkly skin also. So so all of those kind of uh, symptoms belong to the bladder, not just urinary tract symptoms. So let's give our listeners some ideas about how they can either treat or hopefully even prevent such problems. The Since we are in the prenatal realm here, uh, the bladder is not so much reachable with diet and food supplementation, uh, vitamins, etc., but is has has more something to do with ancient cultivational practices. One of them would be yoga and qigong. Anything that has to do with making your spine supple and flexible would be helpful. Secondly, and very much tied into the spine, I know that in Pilates exercises, for instance, spinal health is very much at the health, at the core of these exercises. But underneath spinal health is very often integrity of the pelvic floor. So something that we know as reverse breathing in Qigong or as Kegel exercises in the Western world is extremely useful for men and women in andropause or menopause and and, and even earlier uh, to create uh, a massage on the pelvic organs, the prostate specifically, but also then strengthen muscles that are in turn responsible for spinal integrity. And uh, the the perineum is an energetic pump that every time you kegel or you pull up the perineum, basically from the front where the urethra is to the back where the anus is, um, in men it is not only uh, strengthening uh, what we would call ejaculation control or semen retention, but it is uh, pumping, it's like an electron pump that makes the energy move up the spine and can prevent diseases such as Alzheimer's, etc. because the opposite of light of consciousness being present in the eyes and in the head uh, would be, of course, uh, darkness there. And that is what sort of Alzheimer's and memory loss uh, are. So, Heiner, with the other organ systems, organ networks, we've talked about the animal that's associated with them. We haven't really mentioned this yet, but it's the monkey for the bladder. Is that correct? Yes, and the monkey is an excellent symbol for uh, how to, you know, how to continue this cultivation uh, of the bladder organ in Chinese medicine. The monkey is, in every culture, the symbol of evolution. And uh, the monkey, animals walk on all fours, humans walk on two, on, on two feet, and the monkey is sort of the progression from one state to the other. And uh, the 
bladder, therefore, is sort of our internal monkey that is moving us from an animal state to a more godlike state, we could say, a state that is fully conscious and is not slavishly beholden to the addictions and the needs of the body. And that is then particularly uh, a model for us as we get older. It is a duty or the, 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 uh, the duty of old age, so to speak, uh, rather than putting so much effort into the cultivation of our physical bodies, um, it is putting energy into the cultivation of the light body. And um, monkeys, by the way, are symbols also of uh, the urinary process because not only do they rub themselves down with uh, pee, so to speak, because uh, to keep warm, so it's a strengthening their immune system with that. But um, the in in Chinese medicine, urine is also used for traumatic injuries, especially to the spine. Um, and of course, you know you could include if you're very adventurous, uh, Ayurvedic uh, <laughs> self urine therapy would fall into this category as well. But really, uh, the the monkey is primarily a symbol for us that especially in old age, it behooves us to cultivate the light of consciousness and these ancient traditions like yoga, specifically the yoga that focuses on the spine and on the higher consciousness centers and qigong, which are sort of Chinese uh, yogic practices would be uh, highly suitable and the monkey as sort of a symbol of how the universe itself is cultivating and reaching itself consciousness in the creation of the human being that is born with a potential of complete consciousness. But we are in our own lifetime have a mandate to undergo that evolutionary process ourselves and move from a pure animal state to something that is more uh, is is higher up. And what made me think of the monkey at, at that point a few minutes ago also was talking about pathology and thinking about the familiar phrase, the monkey mind, and wondering how you see that like as a as a description or as in um, a manifestation of bladder pathology as well when instead of having enlightenment in the mind, is it that, you know, when there's not this light and essence that our mind is wanting, running a little bit wild. There's wildness in the treetops that, you know, our mind is kind of active all the time. Do you see that as, as a, perhaps a, another literally focus of our um, process, even when we're young, is to, to see when that kind of monkey mind is running our life as opposed to a kind of process that's much more internally focused that's about allowing some kind of inner essence to to rise to our awareness. Yeah, the genius of the ancient mind is that it has an indirect way of thinking. And the bladder is a water organ, and water means winter and means down. So the cultivation of the bladder, while the goal is turning the light on in our eyes, in our inner eye, in our brain, so to speak, to see the light of spirit and be in this direct uh, 
light space communication with the universe, you achieve that through pelvic health by something that the Chinese call focus on the lower dantian, on the breath in, um, in, in the perineum area, in the area just above the pubic bone. And if the bladder is healthy and the dantian is storing essence, then when the electricity in the battery is strong enough, it itself will rise up break through blockages in the spine and turn the lights on in the head. This is completely different from the modern Western way of stressing light flow into our head through analytical thinking. And so most modern people are depleted in their lower regions and have then sort of restless fire energy rather than calm water energy in the head. And uh, the monkey mind, absolutely, this is the uh, genius of symbolic science, is the monkey is both a symbol of evolution and reaching the highest state of enlightenment. Hanuman is an example in the Buddhist tradition of uh, a, a, a conscious, a pure consciousness energy that is expressed symbolically as a monkey uh, that is peeing, by the way. Um, but it is also a symbol of pathology. And so when the bladder is not working right or that function of having a full battery of seed energy below that then gets naturally uh, transferred up the spine to the higher centers uh, and then create an absolute sensation of calmness and oneness and then the ability to perhaps clairvoyantly see things, uh, the inner light in, in every living thing, that is the physiology of that, whereas the pathology would be uh, analytical thoughts that we cannot control that make us restless and that are more fiery rather than watery in nature. So even more motivation to do our yoga and qigong and meditation practices. That's all that we have time for today. I'm Laurie Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. As always, if you are interested in pursuing a career in natural medicine or just read more about it, go to the website of the National College of Natural Medicine, a leader in the profession of natural health care since the 50s, ncnm.edu. And if you want to read more about classical Chinese medicine, information, go to classicalchinesemedicine.org, where there's also an article about the role of the bladder, especially in aging. I think it is called The Role of the Bladder in Aging. Join us next week for another episode of True Nature Radio.